Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Welcome in to episode number 507 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I had to wait a little bit to uh, not speak purely out of raw emotion, so we're recording this on Monday afternoon after the Super Bowl. Uh, It's KB, it's Pitts, the people's champ. One of us are champs here, Kyle. Is that too soon? That that was this game. That was too soon. I'm sorry. That was too soon. We're gonna talk about the Super Bowl. We're gonna talk about just the landscape of everything. uh, Where we go from here. I think we're the first city to lose three championships in a four month span. So that's fucking incredible. Um, And. Talking about the morons online still running amok. And uh, we might have a potential banning on the pod as well. We might. Um, I know we've been talking about it too. Just want to get it out there for the people. The Underground Sports Philadelphia Hall of Fame, we've just kind of been waiting for the Super Bowl stuff to be over. Uh, to yeah, go full blown into it. So I know it's a little later than usual. We usually announce the inductees on our anniversary date, but... That'll be coming. And then some other housekeeping stuff. This Wednesday, we will not be live on Wednesday night uh, because I will be at the Sixers game uh, when they play the Cavs on Wednesday night. Um, so we'll be live doing stuff from the Sixers game, but no live show on Wednesday uh, night. Might be live Wednesday during the day. Not sure yet. Um, but we are recording on Wednesday, so you'll still get the podcast in your podcast feed and on YouTube like regular uh, just no live Twitch at 7 o'clock Eastern. Same thing for next Wednesday, the 22nd. Uh, if you're a longtime listener to the pod, you know I work at Buna Regional High School for their theater department. Uh, we have our first, like, actual production uh, run-through uh, for our musical The Little Mermaid um, on the 22nd Wednesday night. So same kind of instance. We'll be recording Wednesday afternoon could be live not 100 percent sure yet we'll let you guys know we'll probably put a poll out too to see if you'll be around um just because it is midweek and it's during the day so uh but you'll still get in your podcast feed and uh on youtube uh like regular so nothing will change from that aspect it's just breaking the fourth wall there for you guys um before we get started make sure you guys are following us on the socials at underground phi Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. Follow Pitsy on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and at Pitsy35 on Instagram. He's about to be hella active on that Instagram. Hella. Hella. Um, a, A, A. Hella's coming. 
And you can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and on Instagram at KBIZZLE11. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I do want to give a big shout-out to while we're doing all the rundowns here uh, to three of our podcasts on the network. Uh, Underground is like on a weird type of scale because we're on a different uh, host platform than all the other podcasts. So, like, we're, like, perpetually on a whole bunch of charts, which is pretty cool. Um, So we're, like, always on there. Uh, But I do want to give a shout-out to Get in the Hole, Streamer Season, and Top Bins, all three of them going into the weekend on the Top 200 chart for their respective genre chart of podcasts. Top Bins was at number 190 on the soccer charts in the U.S., Streamer season was 163 on the TV reviews on uh, in the U.S. Getting the hole. Still on the charts at number 128. Peaked at 88 uh, so far on this current run that they're on in the U.S. golf chart. For all three of them to be on U.S. charts uh, for their respective genre is so fucking cool. Um, proud of every single person who works on those projects. Steve, Jake, Dylan, Christian, uh and of course, Dom and Matt uh, for top bins, and myself on streamer season. But you know, the rest of those guys put in so much work, and they and they want these brands to be successful, and they're doing the damn thing. So to see all three of them at once, you know, kind of be on their respective charts is really really cool. So go give them a follow as well. Uh, you guys know where to follow them, uh, and of course, you can watch all their shows on YouTube on our YouTube channel. But subscribe to the Pod Feed for Underground and all of our shows. Uh, on Apple, Spotify, leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, it'll really cheer me up in this uh, time of need. Uh, yeah, we need to get, we need to cheer review. up Kyle. That's, uh, that's our goal for today. So leave a five-star review on Apple. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. If you really want to cheer me up, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, we are currently at 386 subscribers, uh, which was Bonkos yesterday. We just kept getting a lot of subscribers. I'm sure we'll get into that later. Um, but go subscribe, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're 14 subscribers away from 400. Um, we need to get to 1,000, but 400, that's like another like milestone for us. Like Those those 100 increments are huge, um, and I can't wait for our subscriber count to have a 4 at the beginning instead of a 3. Um, so let's try and get there by the end of the month. That'd be massive. 14 more subscribers is all we need to get to 400. So be a friend, tell a friend, smash that like button, ring the bell icon, comment down below, uh, your thoughts on everything that transpired on Sunday and, uh, your thoughts on the birds moving forward. We want to hear from you guys, of course. And a big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main auto LLC, Gene, uh, the owner of Main Auto, he was at the big game yesterday, um, so that was pretty cool to see. Um, Security 21, Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, which as I'm recording this, I'll be going there later today because I, I am personally one of the sickos that loves going to the dentist. Oh, um, oh. It's, it's therapy. For, I love the way my mouth feels after because I feel clean. Not that I don't feel clean all the time, but it's like one of those things where like it's like when you clean your car on your own, or you take it to the car wash, the car wash is always going to have like the laser beams that they blast onto your car and clean you up real well. I love the way that like my mouth just feels like pristine after the dentist. So I'll be paying a visit to to the GOAT, Dr. Thomas, at the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland today. You, let's, 
we'll leave my comments about the dentist for another time. Well, you just don't have you don't have a great dentist. I don't have Doctor Thomas. That's you don't have Doctor Thomas. Yeah. He's the goat. That's why uh, I think I'm upset. So and personally, going to the dentist no matter where is less painful than what I endured on Sunday night. So yeah, uh, that was pretty tough. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, that was that was pretty tough watching. You guys can also go get your merch. You really, really, really want to make me happy. Go get your merch. PHI Apparel Company. It's the exclusive and official merch partner for Underground Sports Philadelphia and all of our shows. Uh, we got some new merch coming very, very soon. Uh, we should have some new golf stuff up in the near future. I'm going to check in on that today as well. Uh, but you can see I'm wearing our awesome big game shirt that did really well. So a lot of people, you know, tagging us and, and grabbing it. We got ours just in time for you know the big game and everything and no matter what like this is such a cool shirt like i will like cherish helping create this design with our merch partner tyler over at phi apparel company forever it's one of the sickest designs like oh yeah come on it's so cool it's like, it's just it's a new age so type of retro video game feel to it and i don't know i would it looks like it's like something i would like to wear and not just you know the logos or whatever copy yeah cool. it's so cool uh love it has that southwest like vibe from arizona and everything so uh if you're a chiefs fan <laughs> or an eagles fan you want to you know rep this or you can go get your podcast merch big movie coming out this friday uh for ant-man get your streamer season merch that that's my big goal with streamer season i know this is not streamer season but i want to see people wearing the streamer season hoodie and shirt to the movie theater that'd be pretty cool um, but also go get your underground sports Philadelphia merch outside the box, get in the whole top bins. All of it is on our merch store, phiapparel.co, and use code underground. That way they know that we sent you and you get 10% off for doing it. So go get your merch. It really is the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing here. Uh, and PHI Apparel Company is going to be part of our uh, live tailgate podcast series all baseball season long uh so very excited for that and shout out to them for wanting to get on board there so go get your merch phiapparel.co use code underground 10 percent off your order <sighs> here we are again darkness my old friend you know what aaron Rodgers uh trip into aaron a darkness room does not sound like a bad idea yeah, I just want to say that to you after you said that. Like, uh, are we feeling that we need to go on our we might dark go on a darkness retreat? retreat. <laughs> uh, we might have to just like shut all the lights in the basement. We the that other. might be a shirt. Philadelphia Darkness Retreat, twenty twenty three. I mean, it's like your camp shirt every summer. <laughs> <laughs> Will you sign my camp shirt? Let's let's not forget the memes. Hags. <laughs> Hags. Uh. So the Eagles end up losing Super Bowl 57, 38-35. One point off each from the leaked game script, by the way. I know. I did say that. Um, tough, tough, tough loss. Um, there's a lot of things to pinpoint, you know, from this one. Obviously, everybody's talking about the refs. Carl Sheffer should never be allowed to referee another Super Bowl ever again as long as he lives, but that's just me. Uh, because not only that final play being ticky-tack and like was it a hold? Sure. But you didn't call it all game, so why are you calling it in the most that's critical tough. moment of the game? Yeah. Um, the Devontae Smith overturn of him catching the ball like fucking David Tyree style 
on the side of his helmet, like ridiculous. Yeah. Like that was an unbelievable catch. There was zero conclusive evidence that that was not a catch. Um, so and that Dallas was Potter one. Did the same exact catch, right? It I was think a quarter later. Crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, there was that. Quez Watkins should have caught that ball. That was a deep ball oh. to him. He catches that. The Eagles probably get seven instead of the field goal, um, and they go up 31-21 at that point instead of 27-21. Obviously, Jalen's fumble was brutal, but I can't even blame that because the very next drive, the Eagles offense goes out and has a meticulous calculated drive, and they go and score a touchdown capped off by Jalen Hurts scoring. Um, So Jalen got redemption there. I want to start with this, though. Because it has seemed to be the narrative this entire season, this entire postseason. If there's anybody out there that still thinks Jalen Hurts is not that dude and not the MVP caliber quarterback he proved to be all year, that he is not a franchise quarterback, he's not one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL Mm. kindly. And I mean this kindly from the bottom of my heart, fuck all the way off. (laughs) Jalen hurts. When the lights turned on showed the world that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He went out on the biggest stage, broke multiple Super Bowl records for a quarterback had four total touchdowns, over 300 yards passing for a guy that can't pass. Can't throw, Kyle. He can't can't throw. throw. He can't do it. Jalen Hurts, like the city of Philadelphia, to have Jalen Hurts as our quarterback, from where it all started to now, we are so lucky that he's our guy. And the fact that we are going to have him for – what we hope is the next decade plus as our franchise quarterback is so amazing to just like come to that realization that like, even though we have known all season long since game one against the Detroit lions to now, and even in the preseason, like you could see like, the leadership qualities and everything from Jalen Hurts, like this is his team. The fact that we know we finally have a franchise quarterback for the first time since Donovan McNabb is just an incredible feeling. Jalen Hurts is 24 years old and is going to be quarterbacking this team, hopefully for the rest of his career. He is meant to play in this city. And I couldn't be more proud of the way he played with the entire world watching. And he goes out and puts on a performance like that, puts the team on his back. What more could you ask for from a quarterback who is in his second full year as a starting quarterback to go out and put on a performance like that for a guy who has been doubted his entire career? Mm Mm-hmm. From Alabama to Oklahoma to the NFL draft to being behind Carson Wentz to last season to now where everybody's questioning because of the teams that he played. 
You play who's on your schedule. And look what he did all year long. Oh, yeah. He was the runner-up for the MVP. And if he doesn't get hurt, probably wins the MVP. He does. He definitely wins MVP if he doesn't get hurt. And I'm sick of seeing the photos or you know memes online uh, with Jalen Hurts and Mickey Mouse ears and the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme song mm-hmm. playing, which I, I'm not going to say they're not funny. They are funny. However... It, 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 I get it. it it's it, or I'm, I'm with you. I mean, like you play who's in front of you and he dominated, you know, he dominated the entire year. Look at that Eagles offense. It's so nice. Like, look at me as the Patriots fan here as the Patriots fan. I wish I had the Eagles offense. Okay, Kyle. I desperately wish that they, I think there's a lot of teams in the NFL that wish they had lot. what the Eagles have. And that's the crazy thing is that he's still getting all this hate, still, still getting all this heat for the cupcake schedule they had in the regular season and even more so in the playoffs. But who cares? Like he they won. They got to the they got to that big game. And I you know, like the 49ers are not a bad team either. Like the 49ers, they came up with all these, you know, comments last week about how they're going to get They're still off. talking. They're still uh, not, talking. Not to not to cut you off, but I it, 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 it's relevant. The 49ers are the biggest loser franchise in the NFL. They are even more so losers than the Dallas Cowboys right Wow. Now. Whoa. Because at least the Cowboys go quietly into the night, and then they go and root for the Lakers later on, mm-hmm. and then they go, they gear up for Yankees season. Exactly. There's a trend. They, they disappear. They're, they're like, they're, they di- they're like the cicadas. They're almost like the New York Mets. They're like the cicadas, they, but they come around every year. They disappear, and then they come out of the woodwork, you know, when it's time to come out of the woodwork. The 49ers, and it's not even, like, their fans, like, I didn't even know they had fans anymore, so, like, I barely see them. But these players, dude, I can't tell you how much respect I've lost for so many of these guys that play for the 49ers. They are the biggest crybabies. I am ready to rebrand this team, okay? We're going to put shirts out. This is a guaranteed shirt. They are now, from here on out, the San Francisco 40 Winers. Yes. There it is. That was – that's just well done. Well done. Debo Samuel, I am so happy the Eagles traded for A.J. Brown over him. And I, I Yeah, I'm with you there. Christian like, McCaffrey, what a fucking loser. Oh, my Lord, dude. Like, sore loser to a T. Robbie Gold, you're a Robbie fucking – Robbie Gold could say nada. For me being a, a, a former member of the brand as a former high school kicker and respecting kickers and punters and everything the way I do, Robbie Gold, to talk the way he was talking as a fucking kicker, make Jalen Hurts play quarter. Did you see him play fucking quarterback, Robbie Gold? You fucking clown. Four, four touchdowns. Oh, my God. Uh, they are the worst. The wor- they are like pests. Are I want to smush them. Like fucking like, bugs, they losers. They're... Oh my god, I hate them. I hate they them. Were... I hope, I hope the Eagles play the 49ers week one of the season. It probably won't happen because we play the Chiefs this year, so they'll probably do that as a Thursday night game. But man, I would love to play the 49ers and fucking raise our NFC champions banner at the link in front of those fucking clowns. Yeah, just oh, absurd. Debo that... Samuel is the biggest baby on the planet. He should wear the pacifier instead of DK. Like, his Twitter handle's 19 problems. He's got more than 19. 
Yeah, there's no. He should have put a K after the nine. Good uh, grief! What a fucking honestly. petulant baby. And that's the thing that I'm seeing now with teams that you know they they're seeing the Eagles' success and the you know I would say the likability that this team has I, that they haven't in years past. Uh, I mean, every guy you're like, oh, I love that guy. Great, oh, great player, great guy, all that stuff. And you just you went up against the Chiefs, and you know they were I would say the best team. You like the two best teams in the NFL played against each other this week. And if you're a general football fan, that's all you can ask for. The result being what it was is a little sad, but I I gotta I really gotta give props to the game itself. That was a hell of a Super Bowl. It was the One best the- Super Bowl since fifty two. Since 52, I would say. And granted, I think 52 was better just overall because of the back and forthness, like, and just like the something about it felt like it was just like a heavyweight title fight. This was very close to that. Yes. Where 52, the refs didn't get as involved. All right. I'm going to give you, all right. I'm going to give you a nice wrestling comparison here. Oh, boy. It does. All right. So 52 felt like the WrestleMania main event. That is what you pay for. That's what it's got to be the best. And it was. This felt like, uh, you know, the Royal Rumble, which I would say is, it's a big one. It's one of the core four, but it's not the WrestleMania. You know, it's not that one where you think back in history, like that's the greatest of all time. You're going to say that was an unbelievable greatest for that era whatever. You know, that's what I think it was, the difference there. Where this one had a lot of back and forth. It was quick too. That's the that my other complaint was. And it was probably due to the Eagles just running the ball and trying to keep Mahomes off the field. Smart. But it was quick. And 52 didn't feel quick. I felt like, uh, you know, I was sitting there watching Black Panther or The Irishman, uh, you know, three-hour cinema, where this felt like, you know, your TNT hour and a half. But goddamn, it was the best hour and a half you spent with your boys watching one of your favorite movies. Yeah. It was was definitely, like, just, like, pound for pound, like, best game that we've had since 52 like 53 was a snooze fest 54 was chiefs niners which was like i don't remember forgettable super bowls ever i'll sit here and say i don't remember it i was uh in a trance the the covid super bowl was meh with brady and mahomes yeah Um, and then last year rams Bengals was like Eh. It was good. You know what it was? It was, it was fine. good, and it ended on – it was the last play decided, so any time – Oh, look at that. Decides, Two years in a row. Exactly. So it's like uh, I – but no, that – yeah, it just – I don't know. It was a very good game, and this, the thing that makes me – Like there's memorable it, plays, like yeah. scoring-wise from this game too. Like the A.J. Brown touchdown, like I wanted to jump off the incredible. roof doing backflips yelling, go birds. Now, I want to ask you this because this, I mean, it was all that all they did yesterday, running the ball, and we did talk about it a lot at our Super Bowl party, was the uh, QB sneak formation that Love the Eagles do. Love it. And Jimmy Crock actually brought up a good point, and he didn't bring it up because it was a, a against the Eagles, but it was more of against the NFLPA, was that it's so successful. Okay, that is such a successful QB sneak formation, mm-hmm. whatever. That when that happens in any sort of uh, in any for any team, it feels like the NFLPA could start to like think about banning that formation because it works so well. 
I don't want – I mean, I could see them doing it because it's either one of those things where it's like, well, it's this formation and the – but and not because it's actually illegal. It's just because it's working so well and teams can't stop it. So in that case, they tend to find a way to, to ban it, even though there's no reason to at all. I don't think it's going to get banned. I think Greg Olson or somebody else, I forget who it was, so I apologize, brought it up. Like they, I think last year, reinstated that that was legal for the first time since like 2006. Oh, really? Um, okay. It had been gone for that long. Okay. Other teams can do it. They just stink at it. It's not yeah. our fault. Like, if you're a fan of another team, it's like the Eagles have the best offensive line in football. I think you can agree with that. They do. And Jalen Hurts squats 600 pounds, so he's strong as fuck from the waist down. Like, he's going to push his way through, and he just gets a little extra oomph at the end. Like, I think even if you take away the push, like, the Eagles are still well over 60% successful Yes. at, at doing – the, the QB sneak, it's in the rule book, so they're just using, you know, what's legal. And I have no issue with it whatsoever. And even if I wasn't an Eagles fan, I'd have no issue with it. And that's and I as the I would say a supporter, not a fan, that I love it. I don't hate it. It's I don't smart. think it's cheating. It's such a and it's not this bullshit like, well you think they're gonna take a knee. It's like no. No, this is more, you know, it's like a trike. You know, you're riding that two wheeler you got the back right there. It's using what's going. in your utility belt. Exactly. And that is something that's in their the utility belt. To give them to you. That is you know, like it's, if it's legal, you do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I have no issue with that. Um, I do need uh, – I, I don't buy the fact that they didn't inject Patrick Mahomes with anything. Um, not saying that that was the cause at all whatsoever, but Jesus Christ. Like how the fuck does Buddy go from like screaming in agony on the sideline – to looking like he just got brand new ankles. Yeah, they injected him with, I would say, anything that you could find into that ankle, whether it was cortisone, a caffeine, adrenaline. Oh, rush. he totally got tore it all. Tore it all was the one that, that, yeah, that we, we were talking about last night. That was the one. Um, I can't stand Kadarius Tony. Never have, never will. He's always, he's a New York Giant. Like, he's got a fucking New York Giants tattoo on his back because he's a bonehead. Um, giant statue on his back. Yeah, that's just that's. Go to, if you go to his Twitter, I still think it's his pin tweet. It's just a giant back piece, and it's all like New York related. Um, that's so awkward. That's like getting a, a you know your ex's name tatted to you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jonathan Gannon shit his pants on the biggest stage, and we're. I don't think as a collective. NFL fandom, NFL community, that people are not talking enough like they were before the game. It was this big deal that Vic Fangio signed a two-week contract with the Eagles, and then he's going to go be the Dolphins defensive coordinator uh, after last night. We're not bringing that up enough because the Eagles, for some reason, and all credit to the Chiefs offensive line, they had a hell of a game, like game of their life type thing. Mm -hmm. You bring in Vic Fangio for the last two weeks to game plan and prep for the Chiefs. And last night, it just seemed like the Eagles' pass rush faded into thin air. That was not the case for the, for the entire regular season, for the entire postseason that they had. 
And then you're telling me Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, the list goes on and on. Couldn't get home once. Like, I don't want to, I, I do not want to get conspiratorial here. Yeah, it's, it's tough. You want to kind of toe that line. It is very strange that it was this big fanfare that Vic Fangio was brought in to help the Eagles game plan for the Chiefs on defense. And then the defense looked like hot trash. I am a big proponent of you stick with what's working. And yes. bringing Vic Vangio in was an overthought decision. It was looks not good that on paper. It's and that's the thing. It looks good on paper. It's a little bit uh, of extra help, you know, back up there. But sometimes there can be too many cooks in the kitchen. And when there's too many cooks in the kitchen, shit gets messed up. Why fix what was already working well? The Eagles defense was, I would say, top five this year, top three to some people. It was the number two pass defense in the NFL. Or number one or two. And then overall, they were the number two defense as a whole across the board. My question is why bring him in when they're that, uh, are ranked that high? Where I could see it and be more behind it if the Eagles were like the 10th to 15th. Mm And you're going up against the Chiefs, you know, who are obviously better and whatnot. So you need that extra help. But you're like a, you're, t- you're the number two team, you know, on defense. It makes no sense to me. And it was, to me, it was a decision that was so overly thought out and actually hurt them at the end of the day because it's one of those things where Pat Mahomes is such an anomaly as a quarterback. You 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 know freak out and you know have the anxiety of trying to game plan for him. And one thing that he does so well that it makes it so hard for to game plan against him is that when you rush him, it's the worst thing you can do. When you when you pressure him constantly, it's the opposite of Brady. He can make plays happen on his feet with his mind. IQ is incredible, and that may have gone into the decision of bringing Vic Vangio in. Is how do you stop Mahomes by not sending the house? Because they have so many receivers, like look at Travis Kelsey, is just open in the middle of the field nine out of ten times. Not only because of his route running, but and not even Travis Kelsey. There were so many times. Everybody, like, oh, he was the everybody. first. MVS, Kendarius Tony, Juju Smith, everyone was just open because you're so focused on not rushing him and trying to stop them that eventually, I mean, you obviously as a kid have done it with your friends that if you keep running and running and running around in circles. Obviously, the defender's going to get tired. I you you want the ball more than he does. Huh? I thought you were about to start calling in the black eyed piece. Running, 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 running. Party started. And you get the party started by running around your friend and having him fall on his face. That's so to me, you got to have that pressure on Mahomes. And that's why they just scored on. I, was there even a punt? Yeah, there were a couple. A couple punts. There were those, I think, three total punts, two from the Chiefs and then. Uh, one from the Eagles that resulted in that Kadarius Tony run back. And that's like it. And that's my thing is that that's why they just went down the field so often is because you're, you know, when you give Mahomes any quarterback time, they're going to make a play happen, whether it's on their feet or with their arm. And you can't, you can't do that if you, uh, it's overthinking. It's overthinking the whole thing. Yeah. So we're not talking about that enough. Um, Shane Steichen is going to be leaving the Eagles. He's going to be the Colts head coach, which I'm totally fine with. I think now, what Steichen, coordinator is he? He's our offensive coordinator. Okay. Totally okay with that. The Eagles brought in Brian Johnson um, as the QB coach, and I think he's going to 
take over the OC. He was Jalen Hurts' QB coach in college and, like, recruited him and everything. So, like, you saw the jump Jalen Hurts took with him in the building this year. And I think it would be a smart move to just elevate him there. And I think he's going to make the offense more dynamic and more um, intricate's not the word, but you guys get what I'm trying to get out there. I think Steichen did what he was brought here to do. He's going to go to Indy, do his thing. I'm fine with him moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Shane Steichen. Gannon is allegedly one of the final two um, in the running for the Cardinals job. I hope they left him in Arizona. Uh, do you get any little feeling or connection with, uh, you know, little MP Matt Patricia, defensive coordinator who blows it up in the Super Bowl and has the worst game ever? Then goes in, gets hired by head coach. Someone Here's said. My- someone said on Twitter, I forget who it was, um, that they said it was laughable that Gannon is a finalist for the Cardinals' head coaching position because it is literally like going Patricia. and hiring Matt Patricia after Super Bowl 40, uh, 52. And that's why the Cardinals, to me, will forever be a dumpster fire trash organization because you make decisions like this. Look what happened with Patricia. The Lions had to do a full reset rebuild not just a regular casual one that every team pretty much goes through they had to hit the full reset button and look where they are now like do you really want to go that extra step i'm totally fine with gannon being gone like yeah this defense was very successful this year and everything but also i think a lot of that was predicated on the talent that was on the defense like look across the board at every single player on this defense and tell me they wouldn't start on another NFL team. Like it was, it's a phenomenal roster on this defense. And I think if you get anybody who has just 25% of the concept of in-game adjusting on defense, the Eagles defense is even better next year. They would be, they would be number one, maybe sure. They're going to lose players to free agency and everything. But that's what the draft is for, and that's why the Eagles have arguably the best GM in all of football. Yeah, I can't believe how I'm, we're giving Howie the credit now for being a draft wizard. But, yeah, like, he is. He and look is. at all the signings and the cap manipulation that he does. Like, Howie Roseman is arguably, and in my opinion, the best GM in football. Like, hands down, like, no, like he knows how to fleece teams in trades. Like, the fact that he got C.J. Gardner-Johnson and the number 10 pick in the draft this year and the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, like... And and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Like, Jalen Hurts in the second round of, tw- of the 2020 draft. Like, Devontae Smith. Like, look at this offensive line. Like, how he knows how to wheel and deal and make things happen and people online. And I, I do have to... I, I, gotta, I gotta call somebody out, Pitts. Oh, who are we calling out? I got to call out uh, a friend of the network, former guest on Eagles Enemies. I got to call him out. I got to pull it up here. Um, Peter Bukowski. Mm -hmm. He is the host of the Locked on Packers podcast, co-founder of The Leap. Um, Tweeted today as we record this. Here's why this is such a momentous loss for the Eagles. They're 2023 free agents. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who you're telling me how he's not going to resign, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Javon Hargrave, Jason Kelsey, James Bradbury, Isaac Sayamalo, T.J. Edwards, Robert Quinn, Indomitian Sue, Linval Joseph, Miles Sanders, Kaiser White. All right, I'm going to go down this list. I totally forgot you guys had um, 
what's his name? The, you just said it. The defensive tackle. Linval Joseph. No, Robert Quinn. I forgot oh, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Robert Quinn. I exactly. Uh, I'm going to go down this list and tell you my thoughts on all of these players and the status for 2023 okay. free agents. Kaiser White, great player, could totally see him back, you know, in an Eagles uniform. He's from the area. He signed here on a one-year deal. I think he was very productive, and it wouldn't shock me if he's back. Miles Sanders, that's going to be the toughest one because, uh, you know, we've talked about this at nauseum. You and I and Matt and I have talked about it as well. It's tough to pay a running back money when you can go and get running backs. I mean, look at the Chiefs. They got Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. Um, so we'll see what happens with Miles. Miles is a big question mark. Lin, to list Linval Joseph and Dominican Sue and Robert Quinn here is just very funny to me. Linval and, and Sue were midseason like mercenaries who came yeah. in when the Eagles still had an undefeated season going. Like, is it going to suck to lose like that type of depth? Yes, but they were not core pieces of this defense. Same thing with Robert Quinn. He was a trade deadline acquisition, and he's like 38 years old. And he did next to nothing for this team. No offense to Robert Quinn. He got injured, was barely you know part of this formula for this team. Yeah, that's why I said I don't remember him. TJ Edwards, fine player. You can upgrade that in the draft. Plus, the Eagles drafted N'Kobe Dean last year. N'Kobe Dean's going to be playing next year. People forget. People forget that N'Kobe Dean went to the Eagles. Isaac Sayamalu is probably going to get a bag from somebody, and he's probably gone. So that's unfortunate. Um, but the Eagles have offensive line depth. They drafted multiple offensive linemen. They'll probably do it again this year. It's going to suck. I would love to see Sayamalu back, but he's probably going to get a bag. James Bradbury is probably going to go elsewhere because he was on a one-year deal, had a phenomenal year. He's going to get a bag somewhere. Eagles will draft a corner. Okay. Jason Kelsey is not going to put on another uniform and you know I don't even want to talk about the 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 R E T I R E word with him right now mm -hmm. um but that's potential but like Jason Kelsey I I would bet my life would never put on another uniform other than an Eagles uniform and I feel like you feel the same way I do, but after Brady left for the Bucks, I have no hope for any. But player. you, you seeing Kelsey, yeah, and, and no, but I, that's the thing. I've hope, and I have that. And uh, me and knowing Jason that. Kelsey as a fan too, and how much this city means to him, yeah, I, I don't see Jason Kelsey leaving. And I think it's different for a quarterback too, with the whole Brady thing. Um, so I don't see Kelsey putting on another uniform. Hargrave is probably leaving, but you drafted Jordan Davis. And he was phenomenal this year. Milton Williams is on this team. You'll probably go get another defensive tackle. Hargrave's probably going to get a bag from somebody. It's going to suck to see him go, uh, but he's been phenomenal. CJ Gardner-Johnson, how he's going to lock him up to Stay. be an eagle for life. Like, I would be stunned if he's not an eagle for life. I would, I would, I would be shocked. I would be shocked. Brandon Graham is another instance like Kelsey where I don't see him putting on another uniform. I yeah. think – you know, I think as long as BG wants to play, he's going to sign like one year deals to just be here. Um, and same thing kind of for Fletcher Cox. I feel the same way. Like, obviously, he's getting older and everything, but I could see Fletcher Cox like after this year, too, coming back and having like a resurgent season from 2021. Um, 
like Fletch, BG, and Jason Kelsey, like just let them sign one-year deals until they're ready to retire and don't let them wear another uniform the rest of their career. Did you see any concerns from me from that list, really, though, Pitts? Like, and then Peter Bukowski no. goes on to say. I didn't have something to pull, but I wanted to do the magic. Peter box. goes on to say that's 10 Eagle starters who need new deals, plus their long snapper. Rick Lovato's going to be fine. Plus, Jalen Hurts is going into the last year of his contract this upcoming season. Can't let him play on a lame duck deal. They're not going to. He's going to get a bag. Give Jalen Hurts everything he wants. Give him everything he wants. Uh, they're already over the cap. Pause. The Eagles are not over the cap. Do a little research before you tweet, Peter. Love you, uh, buddy. Cap but doesn't come exist. On. The, the, the cap doesn't exist either. So. And then he goes, and their whole coaching staff is about to leave. No, they're not. Sirianni staying and uh, Jeff Stoutland staying. Those are the two most important coaches on this coaching staff, and they're here. Stoutland just signed a long-term extension. Sirianni's here. You can replace coordinators. I'm not concerned. And, like, look at the land. Like, everyone wants to talk about the landscape of the NFC and everything, too. Like, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC and are going to be the best team in the NFC for the next, like, half decade, in my opinion. Like, what team, I think we talked about this last week, what team in the NFC over the next five years of Jalen Hurts' prime and the prime of this young defensive core that they have built now and mm. the prime of this offense in general, of Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Quez Watkins, you know, Kenneth Gainwell, and the rest of these boys, what team in the NFC scares you? No team has a quarterback. Um, the Detroit Lions have Jared Goff. Okay, Kyle. but being realistic, be, being okay, and, and on a serious note, uh, what the, team in the NFC do you think stacks up as well as the Eagles do to go out and be contending for the NFC Championship over the next five years more than the Eagles? Not the Giants, not the Cowboys, not the Commanders. No, not nobody the Commanders. in the NFC South. The NFC South has their own issues. Right Nobody now. in the NFC West. Dude, yeah. What about those? What about those forty winers? The forty winers don't. They don't have a quarterback right now. Who's their quarterback? Technically, you're, it's you're Trey. telling me uh, Trey Lance coming off a bummed ankle or Brock well, Purdy coming ESPN, off a bummed elbow. ESPN believes that Brock Purdy should have went number one this year, yeah. or the Jets should have taken him over Sauce Gardner. Yeah, so I'm all, they're, I'm they're also, right all the time. So we should agree with them, Kyle. They, I was also alive them. during World War One. Um, <laughs> yeah, the 49ers don't have a quarterback, and they just lost their defensive coordinator, who I think is a much more valuable defensive coordinator than the Eagles' defensive coordinator. Yes, and I think he's. Do you think he's more valuable than Salah was? Yes. There you go. Because who did D'Amico learn coaching from, like, underneath to yeah, get to where he was, to be the type of coordinator and now head coach that he is, along with his playing experience for the Texans and the Eagles? Mm-hmm. So, the yeah, 40 winers don't scare me because they're just going to – the 40 winers remind me of uh, the Saints where they want to moan and complain about different things, this, that, and the third. And what have the Saints done since then? Not a fucking thing. The Saints are one of the most over-talked about teams, I think. Like, yeah. There's just nothing. Like, I, I, they're, they're so mid. 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 
And then the yeah, NFC yeah. North, like Rogers gone probably. He's probably going to Vegas. Don't you dare sit here. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the peeps. Don't you dare sit here and try to tell me that the Packers run the NFC North. They don't. Rogers is gone. He's running. Minnesota Minnesota's the biggest fraud team ever. They don't scare fraud me whatsoever. Team. Chicago is still rebuilding. And the Lions, there's a lot of question marks. I would still say, and I think you would still say, for like their That's, roster construction, that like they're not at the Eagles level whatsoever. No, they're not at the Eagles level because the Eagles are pretty complete across the board. Where the Lions, I would say, are eight out of ten complete when it comes to filling out a position group. Their defensive, their defense has got, I mean, immensely better, obviously. And I think you could agree agree with me on that point. Their biggest weakness, though, is still on defense, and it's in the secondary with their defensive backs. They don't have that star, that stud. I think Jeff Okuda is perfect in getting there, but the draft is going to be, you know, where they where they are going to build that up. And that would be, I would say, Kyle, honestly, the team that should be on the – I don't want to say the Eagles should fear them because that's that's way hyperbolizing this, but when I talk about the contenders for the next few years in the NFC, I see the Eagles, I see the Lions – I see the Niners, and I see, I mean, not even, I don't even know who the NFC South. I try to be, you know, get across the board, but Eagles. Bucks are Lions, bad. Panthers are bad. Niners. Saints are bad. Falcons are bad. Like, Falcons have no idea what they're We doing. just laid it out for you. The Eagles are going to run the NFC for the next half decade plus. Now, granted, yeah. could one of these NFC teams go and get like Lamar Jackson or something? Sure. But it depends on what team. And it depends on like the the makeup of that team when you sign Lamar Jackson to the contract that he wants. So that's a whole nother story. Um, but like, as much as last night and like right now in this grieving stage that I'm in sucks, the Eagles are in a fucking amazing spot for where they are. This is not like what Jerry Jones tried to say that the Eagles were like the Rams last year. The Rams sold their souls for that Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely! They sold their the souls Eagles. Have a quarterback who is twenty-four years old. They have a the arguably the best young wide receiver tandem in the NFL. Together, you have one of the top five tight ends in the NFL. You have the best offensive line in the NFL. You have good pieces on this defense, and you have draft capital, unlike the Rams. The Eagles have a top 10 pick that That's they're going to add to this core, along with pick number 30 that they're going to add to this core. That's insane. That's insane. And you're telling me Howie Roseman's also not going to go out and wheel and deal in free agency and make moves happen to improve this roster? Oh, he is. Get out yeah. of town. Howie hungry. Like, Howie hungry boy. This is, this is like the start for this Eagles team. Like, would it have been awesome for them to get this Super Bowl in, you know, two and five years? Absolutely. But I'm going to read you this quote from Jalen Hurts last night on what he's going to take from this Super Bowl loss. He said, we lost, we came here to win, and we came up short. It's something I know will motivate me. I've been here before. That's the beautiful thing about it. I'll figure it out. You're telling me that kid right there is not on a mission now to go out and make sure that this franchise brings home at least one championship while he's the quarterback here? Yeah. Um, after he lost Super Bowl, Cam Newton whined and pouted on the stand and then left 
and was, you know, all that. Where Jalen Hurts took it like a man and said that he's going to improve. If I had to, if I was an NFL franchise owner, I I would be in the Jalen Hurts camp. I mean, that's exactly what you want to hear from your franchise quarterback after a devastating, devastating loss like that, where you look at him and you're like, oh, the Eagles are, there's no tension there. There's no bullshit in the the locker room. (laughs) They're just, they're on another mission. You know, it's, it's all right. Season 2023 or 2024, whatever starts now, you know, prepping for that Super Bowl starts now. That's what you want to hear out of a franchise quarterback. And before we keep going, uh, we're going to talk about some more stuff from the game and everything. Uh, but it's brought to you by our friends over at Bino Board. Guys, it's the next big tabletop game for your man cave, your she shed, your your man, you know, your tailgates. They're going to be part of our live tailgate series as well, all baseball season long. Uh, we have them here in the studio, and it, it's so much fun. We bring them out on the road when we're traveling for OTB in the summer, covering the PLL. Uh, Bino, think foosball meets paper football, and that's what you got. Best turf. Better turf than what we had in the in the big game. Uh, you guys can go to BinoBoard.com. Go get your boards, accessories, merch, and apparel that they have as well. Uh, they got some awesome stuff going on over there now with new product and everything almost every single day. Uh, and when you go to check out, use code BINOUSP. That's B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P. And you get 10% off your order. It's so worth it. It's a ton of fun. Um, it's one of those things that like when you're hanging out with like a family party or you just have an event going on at your house or whatever, you bring out the Bino board and it's like instant conversations, instant fun. Uh, so go to BinoBoard.com and use code BinoUSP for 10% off your order. B-I-N-H-O, 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 and Bino was your board. Oh, there it is, dude. All right. Uh, Bino's got... The best uh, turf, unlike the Arizona Cardinals stadium that they spent two years and $800,000 preparing uh, with somebody known as the Sod Father, who's like 94 years old. I don't think I have ever seen so many players slipping, sliding, and tripping because of Sod that looked like they were running on a wet field in the middle of the desert they're in arizona there's no precipitation out there there's not there really isn't kyle i don't get apparently the pga tour had something to do with with the grass that they used fuck that jay monahan fuck you um that like what are we doing um go listen again in the hole i'm gonna try to sabotage their podcast tonight to talk about that as well um, yeah, let out your grievances. That'll make you happy. Just just go the, full WWE and crash their Hassan Reddick said it was the worst surface he's ever played on in his career, and he played in Arizona. Oh, that's tough. Um, that was horrific. The The Sod Father uh, is banned from this podcast. He is on our shit list. He is in the Hall of Infamy. Um, he, he and Carl Cheffers, I will see them in hell. Plain and simple. Um, yeah, the thing, and I, as someone who covered college sports at Quinnipiac and on their turf field, turf was a massive issue. We had a lot, that was the thing, there was a lot of issues with getting the right turf and the temperature of it. And 
There were and days the where this was so grass. This was actual grass. So then, but they made it into so, like that's the thing that's confused me. From it was, what it looked like, it looked apparently like apparently it was like people were saying it was too thin. It wasn't like thick, and my dad was saying he heard somebody on the broadcast say that they painted the entire field. So it's wet paint. Wet paint. That's slippery as hell. It's crazy. What are they th like? All right, so that's my another question. Now I have. Don't quote us on that, but no, I'm please, I'm also allegedly. like eighty percent sure. Allegedly, we're gonna put that blank. The entire field was painted. So what are they? So but my question is there like. When was it painted? Was it painted every day? Like a coat was done every day. Was it, you know, game time? It's like, oh, shit, we got to put an extra coat on. It's like, wouldn't that make it wet? But they don't think because they want the presentation. They, there's they, That's another instance of overthinking it. Just get a fucking turf field. Put your logos on it. Or just get just, normal grass that, what, like, what are we doing? where's the Bermuda grass? Where's the Kentucky blue? Where Where's the good stuff? What Why are we cheaping out? For the fucking biggest stage it's terrible um another person who is currently banned is roger goodell um did you see him like getting like feeling up chris jones after the after the game no we shut off the celebrations because i'm gonna I, find this I had video to go. i had to go not that i had to go home but uh a little personal story while you find that clip um ubers to get home from where i watched the game was uh, $63. Uh, I spent, for reference, Kyle, I spent 13 to get over there. So I was like, no, you know, I'm not doing this. Um, so I had a friend come pick me up and I brought her pizza. She brought me home. It was great. Um, so no, I was trying to get my ass out of there and into that car. So I missed all of that. And honestly, I, I'm okay that I did. I'm not a big fan of, I, it, yeah, I'm not going to go that far, but no, I just, I'm glad I did. So this video um, was on Twitter. I don't know if it was on the broadcast. It's from Fox Sports NFL um, that tweeted it. Dude, you would think Goodell like was playing for the Chiefs or played with Chris Jones because this video is quite honestly disgusting. Like, you're the commissioner of the league and – it looks like when you're, like, first day of school, you know, senior year of high school, and you, you meet up with the boys in the hallway for the first time, and you're, like, clapping each other up, fist bumping everything, and saying what's up to the boys. That's what this video is. On steroids. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm about to load it in here, but this was disgusting. Like I couldn't believe. Like I could believe it because Goodell's done some slimy things as as commissioner, um, but this was just like egregious and over the top. Like so many people were saying, like, "What the fuck is this?" Like it's crazy. Um, so let me load this in. But um, yeah, I mean. Here we go. Well, it, it, Goodell is a it, it, oh, right. slime ball. He's a slime ball. Dude, Deflake didn't tell you anything. Oh, 
There's so much touching. Disgusting. There's, there's Disgusting. so much touching. Take him out to dinner first. Bro, I, I, I haven't touched someone like that in a while. I mean, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Goodell's like, out here just groping people. Jesus, I'm out here. man. What that was doing? gross. I hate, I hate Goodell. I, I, he's a smart businessman, and what he does for the NFL is great. But God damn it, he's such a villain. He's such a villain. He sucks. He's a scroll. Um, <laughs> I do have to give credit. Like the only good takeaway from this Super Bowl, outside of like the positives moving forward for the birds, do have to tip my cap and shout out to the boy as a Pacheco bringing home uh, a trophy for the city of Vineland. Again, that's that's uh, back two back straight years. years. That's two straight that years. The city of Vineland now has a Super Bowl champion. Um, I've known Isaiah for a long time. I covered him when I was working for NJ.com, um, when he was the quarterback at Vineland. I've known him since – I'd probably say I'd known Isaiah since he was in, like, eighth grade. Um, and he is just one of the hardest-working humans at his craft and always trying to get 1% better each and every day. And to see him – you know, go from Vineland High School to Rutgers, stayed home to to be local and everything in New Jersey, and then, you know, see him get drafted in the seventh round, was at his draft party, um, and just to watch him take the opportunity and never relinquish it. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets hurt, and Isaiah's like, I'm going to make this my own. And then you see, like, the entire season, like, people start talking about Isaiah Pacheco. And then going into the game last night, like, they had the DJ Khaled uh, intros and everything. And you hear DJ Khaled say Isaiah Pacheco, like, is crazy, you know, to to know the person that Isaiah is and to see him perform on the big stage, scores that touchdown, um, was really, really cool. I couldn't be prouder of him. And, uh, you know, congrats to Pop because he puts in the work and, and he earned every ounce of what he did this season. Um, and, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Happy for his parents who are, are two awesome humans. Yeah, and uh, City of Vineland now two Super Bowl champs in back-to-back years, three overall, I want to say. Um, so, yeah, pretty crazy That's stuff. I, I know when someone's – good just on when it's someone's that good and not just our bias kicking in when the clock tower with all the power big ben is even saying to me like dude this i have Zayn pacheco kid he can fucking run he create like craves contact and all that and i'm not talking him up to him you know i mean like he gets to hit his own and to see that be like oh all right that's like he's getting that recognition there too and dude he does he runs hard he's a running back that is so I would say vital to an offense because of how much he can do. You can put him in the pass game a little bit. You can have him run inside, and that's what they need. That Chiefs team needs to have it be the seventh round draft pick, Isaiah Pacheco, and you know the value you got from it. It's incredible, and also shout out to Violet. I mean, that's incredible, you guys. Yeah, uh, Dan Russo was at the game uh, yesterday, which is pretty wild too. To that see, is uh, wild. He's, he's a former player, one of, one of our own podcast hosts out there. You know, holding it down, uh, rooting for Isaiah though, obviously. Uh, but I do have another topic that I want to bring up, Pitts, and it's brought to you by our amazing homies uh, over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. They brought uh. 30, ke- 30 kegs, I think, of green Kenwood to uh, the Wells Fargo yeah. Center. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty neat. Um, 
but they're also going to be part of our live uh, tailgate podcast series this summer for baseball season. Uh, go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use that all-new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You can now get it at your uh, Eastern Pennsylvania Home Goods, now available, which is pretty awesome. Get it at your local liquor store uh, in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. Of course, please drink responsibly. It's a better light beer, Kenwood Beer. Um, I saw a tweet about this from Stephen McAvoy's Lord and Savior, Nick Costos. Um, and I am star. I, like, I fully agree with it. And it's crazy that it hasn't been the case since the debacle with the replacement ones. I think this Super Bowl should be the catalyst for no longer having part-time refs. Agreed. I agree with that. We've seen too many instances now in the regular season and this is you know three days removed from that snake roger goodell uh saying that refereeing's the best it's ever been and then you have what happened last night uh in multiple factions um we've seen too many instances where these referees are making the game about them yes they are not full-time they're not compensated to be full-time um but I think it's time that we need full-time referees in the NFL. It is it is just as much of a job that is vital to the game and the attention to detail and you know not being lackadaisical like we've seen in many instances in so many games get determined by referee decisions because they're not full-time. It's it's just as vital as you know the guys that are out there on the field. Like these refs are out there on the field with them determining things. You know, I was part of a viral referee video this past year where a referee almost decided a game. Um, So, I mean, I think it's time that the NFL needs to employ full-time referees. They need to do that, like, ASAP Rocky. Not even trying to be funny with that. Like, the fact that football's got so – and not even football, just sports in general. I've got so massive. There's so much money involved and the, you know, fandom, all that, that – there needs to be a more decisive way to, you know, do things. And the way that referees are doing it, they make it really about themselves. And that's the third team on the field. And it felt like last night the game was going so well that there was no moment that people were going to be like, or they were going to say like, wow, no one's talking about the refs. There's no reason to, you know, the flags they had or, you know, maybe one call with Devonta Smith, but they got it right back with Dallas Goddard. That was such a ticky-tacky call. And it could have been on the Chiefs. It could have been on the E or it wasn't the Eagles, but it doesn't matter what team. To me as the sports fan, when I watch that, calls like that should not determine the outcome of a game. That should have been called in the second or third quarter, not in the fourth with however much time's left. And I'm like, was it that much of a casual pass? Like that's the other thing. No, like, was, I, I think the ball. Pass. The ball was out of range to begin. It was an overthrown pass. It was, yes. Um, and to to claim that you know him tugging on the jersey at the beginning was what prevented him from getting a clean breakaway. He was never going to get to that ball. He wasn't, and that's what pisses me off about this. That you know the Eagles could have went down, and they would have kicked a field goal, and the Eagles go down, and they would have scored, and 
you know, you may have may have overtime, may not. Like, you know, it prevented what could have been an all time finish, all time Super, Super Bowl, all time finish the Super Bowl, and that's what pisses me off. Uh, I like. I have no stake other than if I was not part of this organization, I would not care about the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. But so when that is, when that the case, give us the best game possible. And the best game possible is the final seconds of the game to end on a scoring play. They may or may not score, and that's the game. That is exactly what every kid in their backyard dreams about and tries to mimic. And then that's what every player on that field envisions when they're asleep at night getting ready for that game. It made no sense to me why the referees decided to take the game into their own hands and then just pretty much give the Chiefs the Super Bowl on a platter, you know? And if they scored and the Chiefs were the better team, guess what? They're the better team, okay? That's not what we're arguing. We're arguing that you cannot put the game in the referees' hands in those moments. It just pisses. It's not good for business. It's not good for anyone. And there just needs to be extensive year-round training and, like, year-round, like, discipline for these refs. Like, the fact that players and everything can go out and something happens with them, they get suspended for a game or, you know, you know they, they do an illegal hit. They're suspended, stuff like that. When a ref makes a bad call, they just get to walk away scot-free and then they get yeah, to call another game. Accountability. No accountability. Like, that employing full-time refs would allow for refs to get relegated, get them off of, of teams and bring up refs that are ready to roll um, as a full-time ref. Like there needs to be some sort of system in place where you, you have X amount of strikes against you. you. You're, you're suspended as a ref. Like, and that's in all sports. You know, yeah, no, you, no, no. like yeah, this is not just generalized to the NFL, but it's it's the spotlight here because NFL refereeing is so uh, bad. Um, yeah, it's bad. That's just that's good. But stuff. I think that's in all sports. Like if you have X amount of strikes again, like three strikes, you're done. Like you're suspended for X amount of games or, you know, the rest of the season, stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. there needs to be something put in place because these refs just time and time again think the, the spotlight in the game is about them when it's not, and you're just there to referee the game. You're not there to be the the product that's out on the field. Um, so I do think we need to start, you know, diving into um, full-time referees. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the halftime show. We have, we have differing opinions, I think. Um, yeah, I didn't I, did, I yeah, it, it was in the way I can, I'll, I described it is it was very vanilla. It was just, it did the job. It wasn't bad. It wasn't fantastic. It was just very good. Rihanna played the hits. I nowhere close with my predictions at all, but I was hype dancing the entire time. It was just, it felt very just solid like a good vanilla ice cream cone. You know, there was no sprinkles. There was no hot fudge to make it a Sunday. It was just good. Um, and then you have my, my old folks that live above me, the roommates above me that uh, are like, what are we doing? That was terrible. It was awful. And that I say, that's that you're, that's not right. You're yeah. not right by saying it's awful. It's yeah. Rihanna uh, confirmed pregnant with her second baby so for her to go out there and do that pregnant is and that's crazy that's unreal. why i'm real it was really good is that she just did what she could and um, played the hits and got did the job 
I thought the stage was awesome. I love the platforms and everything. Um, I love the the subtle touch of, of the Fenty Beauty, no free ads uh, in there. I don't know if you caught that. She like grabbed a makeup palette, put reapplied lipstick and everything mid show. Oh, very awesome product placement by by Bad Girl Riri. Um, she played the hits, opening up with "Bitch Better Have My Money," power move. Um, like you were texting me, I that you said I forgot Rihanna had this many bangers. She every like so every many song came out, and I was predicting these. We were predicting these songs. I mean, uh, that she would play, and she didn't play. I would say half of them, but it didn't matter because you're like, oh yeah, this one, oh banger, let's go. Oh, I forgot about yeah. this one. And That's like Rihanna puts on a show, like. Yes. I've seen Rihanna live, so I've experienced it, and it's unbelievable. Um, you witnessed that last night. Like, she puts on a show and like performs. Mm -hmm. That voice of hers is godly. Like, and she she goes out every single time that she performs to prove that there's no stage bigger than her. No. And I love that about her. I love her confidence that she exudes no matter what. Um, I was I was really like just thrilled with the halftime show. The bangers were hit after hit after hit after hit. All of the lights was magnificent. Uh, Shine bright like a diamond was magnificent. Uh, Run this town was great. I you know it, it was a true like awesome like halftime show because it was yeah. it was the hits and I loved it. Rihanna's amazing. I really hope that you know moving forward like if she wants to make more music i hope we get it because i'm a i'm a huge rihanna stan like she is unbelievable she's one of the best live artists i've ever seen in my entire life and for people out there who don't know i've been to close to 100 concerts with over 50 people that i've seen if not more rihanna's easily top three like wow. she's unreal um and i thought it was an awesome halftime show I thought it was great. I also love, you know, the memes from it. You know, when the, the, Super when the dancers, the Super Mario thing was great because somebody quote tweeted her tweet about Mario Brothers and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, the Super Smash Brothers stage thing was funny uh, when her backup dancers were running out in unison. It was like what white blood cells coming to defend with the red blood cells. That was great. Um, it was just an awesome halftime shot. I thought it was really well done, and I think we've had the past couple of years have just been awesome performances for for the halftime shows and everything and people gotta remember rihanna doesn't get paid for the halftime show like the backup dancers get paid security gets paid set designers and costumers get paid and everything from the nfl rihanna doesn't get paid so whatever she wanted to put into it she had to do out of pocket um but apple music being the presenting sponsor of the halftime show now they're paying rihanna to do a documentary about the build-up to her performing at the halftime show oh, that's so that's really cool, cool. Um, but yeah, I, th I thought Rihanna was awesome and it was cool to see her just back out on the big stage. It was, uh, it was really nice. It was really good to see it. And we may see some new music soon that she backed. Well, no, she's going to be a mom again. So actually, yeah, we'll see. We'll see um, but yeah, shout out to Rihanna. Um, congrats to the chiefs it sucks. Do we have time for Pitts' power rankings or I, I also just love Jason Kelsey's, uh, Oh, Congratulations to Travis Kelsey. I don't know if you saw that. That was good. That was that was on that's on my power rankings. Said, uh, fuck you, congratulations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got Pitts' power rankings to close us out here. 
Uh, it's brought to you by our friends over at Trophy Smack. There's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk than with our friends at Trophy Smack, guys. Fantasy baseball is right around the corner. Uh, fantasy football, just get ready. You know, fantasy sports, fantasy everything is the, the thing now. Uh, and there's you, you got to have something to play for. So go to trophysmack.com slash underground. Check out their belts, their rings, metal wall art, and, of course, trophies. Uh, but make sure you use trophysmack.com slash underground. Link is in the description and upgrade your fantasy smack talk today. That's trophysmack.com slash underground pits. I'm going to give you the stage here in just a moment. And uh, this is your post big game power rankings brought to you by the friends and homies over at Trophy Smack. All right. Here we go. Pitts' Power Rankings, Super Bowl edition. We're going to start with number 10, Dog Lovers. Okay, we put out Pitts on Parade Episode 0 yesterday on the Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go check that out. I asked the people of Boston they, what they were excited about the Super Bowl. There was a dog video, okay? Dog came. I played with the dog a little bit. We got six subscribers from that clip alone. And if you like dogs, go check it out yourself on our YouTube channel. Number nine, Kenneth Gainwell. I put Kenneth Gainwell because, of course, he was going to go off in the Super Bowl. But no one thought otherwise. And I like how KB and I have that little connection going that we know what's up in Gainwell. Uh, yeah, get, get wrecked, Stephen McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, screw you, Steve. You know, what you get in your own hole? All right? All right. Number eight, Tubi. Tubi sent every family into a fight of the year because of their commercial. Everyone thought that someone switched the channel. There were fights happening, but goddamn, we know who Tubi is now because of it. Number seven is Jason Kelsey. As KB alluded to, his congratulations to his brother Travis was probably the most uh, brotherly way to congratulate your brother on a Super Bowl after he beat you. And I just, after that moment and after this weekend, I'm, I'm all in on the Kelsey brothers. Number six, Buffalo Chicken Dip, because how many goddamn Instagram stories did I see and even put out myself with Buffalo Chicken Dip? I had two different types yesterday. And then I saw a little friend of mine in Florida. She had one, and I had a comment on it. Um, so Buffalo Chicken Dip was everywhere. Number five, Dunkin' Donuts. The fact that Dunkin' Donuts was the first commercial to open, it, open up the Super Bowl, and it was with Ben Affleck, pretty much Mr. Boston next to Matt Damon, and then J-Lo 2, uh, I really felt that. Uh, that was incredible. Uh, I wish I was at that Duncan. Number four is Rihanna because, yes, I said that she had a vanilla perform uh, halftime show, but she still crushed it. The songs were awesome. I was dancing the entire time. Yeah, I was a little disappointed there was no guest, but that bitch don't need no guests. It's her stage, her show, and she made it happen last night. Number three is Violent Zone, Isaiah Pacheco. The man had 15 carries. 76 yards and a touchdown in the goddamn Super Bowl. And we have to give him love on this show. Yeah, the Eagles lost, but at least someone from the area won. Shout out Isaiah Pacheco and good shit. Pat Mahomes comes in at number two because whatever Stark technology they implemented him with to come over to the second half, uh, he did it. And, you know, I, got, I do love Pat Mahomes. Uh, who doesn't at this point? Uh, and it was just, it's good to see him. But guess what? You know what Pat is number one? Patty F and Pitts. All right, you know why I'm number one? Because yes, I had the Eagles for a future, but a group of mine came to me and said, you know what? I, I have a cheap little bet here I want to throw to you. Here's a hundred bucks, place that bet for me. And as a champion of the peeps, I listened to my peeps. So I put that in for him and he won. I didn't, but guess what? Just because I lost, I helped someone win. And that's what a real champion does. 
So I'm at number one. I'm I'm the champion. That's why I'm number one after this weekend. I got this belt, the Universal Champ of the Peeps title going forward. It even says my name on it. Shout out to five-year-old Pitts for doing that. Uh, so I'm the champ after this week, and that's how it's going to be. And those are my power rankings. So to run it back for the people, number one, Patty Pitts himself. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Isaiah Pacheco. Number four, no free ads, Duncan. Number five, Buffalo Chicken Dip. Number six, Jason Kelsey. Number, did I miss one? No, eight is Tubi. Rihanna's eight. four. That's what I missed. Rihanna four, Duncan five. That's what I missed. I'm going to run that back turbo. Number one, Pat Pitts. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Isaiah Pacheco. Number four, Rihanna. Number five, Duncan. No free ads. Number six, Buffalo Chicken Dip. Number seven, Jason Kelsey. Number eight, no free ads. Tubi. Number nine, Kenneth Gainwell. And number 10, Dog Lovers. And those are your Pat Pitts post-Super Bowl power rankings brought to you by Trophy Smack. Here we go. There it is. That is uh, that is all we wrote. I think that's all we got. The Super Bowl commercials were not really that memorable, so not much to talk about there. Um, we'll be uh, oh, final final thing here. We did announce uh, two pieces of new content coming to the network uh, in 2023. Pitts, you obviously alluded to it. Uh, Pitts on parade. We announced it on Wednesday night show. Uh, officially coming we put out a, a little teaser episode zero kind of pilot if you will doing very very well uh so i'm very excited for um the way that that's going to turn out well, we're going to figure out a a locked in day for that to be uploaded but almost a thousand views for something that's like brand new on instagram uh is really awesome and then obviously the clip on youtube is doing numbies um so pits on parade let's get it Dude, more just just give a uh give a little rundown of your excitement for this and i think we finally unlocked your what i have been calling the pits dora's box yeah the pits dora's box is so interesting because for a while it's like yeah i'm the sports guy the football guy and you see me on these shows and oh you you do know your shit yeah but like like an onion i would say kyle there's a lot of layers to me and it took a little bit to unlock obviously the the wrestling, I would say, was the biggest one to unlock that, you know, just going all in with that on my own, with that pod and whatever I'm doing there. But the pits on parade, I, I didn't, it wasn't something. Like, the thing with that is, I. I down the family. full of shell. And the thing with pits, pits on parade is that I, it's something that I, I just could do. I talk to people every day. People just come up to me and talk uh, at convenience stores or whatever. And I should just, as you said before, I should probably have a camera on me at all times. And for having that type of content be a thing, I had so much fucking fun. I had so much fucking fun doing it and talking to people. And they, they're a lot more receptive than I thought. You know, the ones that say no, you just, yeah, peace out. Don't worry about it. There's many people in the world. But the ones that do like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll do it. And then they once they start talking, they like to. And I, I like that. And it's the back and forth. So I'm excited for that. Very excited to be doing that. Yeah, Pits on Parade will be a video series. Um, so very excited for that. And uh, we were talking about we had like a little mini content meeting with 
McAvoy, you and I, and once you had to go and record your wrestling pod, we were like, Pitts is not meant to be fully sitting in front of a microphone at all times doing a podcast. He needs to be out in the wild amongst the people. Um, and then that's where Pitts on Parade uh, came from. So Pitts on Parade, we're, we'll let you guys know yeah, on the we- socials the uh, the definitive day that that'll be coming out because it's going to be like every X day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, we're trying to aim for Mondays because I feel like Mondays would be fun. Uh, but we'll let you guys know full-blown in the future but go check out the pilot uh on instagram at underground phi and at pitsy 35 uh and then we announced our f1 content with casey liberator um nice little commercial teaser second time we've done a big game commercial on social media um did one three years ago for streamer season and uh the reception so far for this from so many people that i wouldn't expect is crazy um so i'm glad we're diving into this i think casey's gonna absolutely crush it uh with this there will be a podcast as well uh that we're going to start uh with casey and i believe it's going to be her brother uh plus uh dj and christian are big f1 guys so they're gonna also be you know contributing and and being around the f1 space for us so very excited for this and then we have another one another commercial if you will coming out soon um for a podcast we announced before the glue guys college basketball with tommy tommy boy and and owen mitchell um they're going to be starting full-blown video content and video versions of their podcast as well within the next week or two um so very excited for so much content that we have um that's the benefit of building a a rapport with with the internet for five years is people want to come and do content with you and, and be under your umbrella and you kind of just let them go do their own thing. Like those three shows, I don't really have a, a big part in at all, which is nice for me. Um, and it's kind of just, you know, they get the, the boost from what we have and, you know, we just get to put our tentacles in whatever, uh, decides to work. Also. Yeah. Octopus last night in the game. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. First ever. First ever. First ever. Jalen hurts. Um, but yeah, uh, very excited. So go follow um, at Underground F1, I believe, is the Instagram handle. I want to get this correct, so don't quote me here. I am looking. Yeah, Underground F1 on Instagram and then at Underground underscore F1 on Twitter because somebody already had the fucking handle. Um, go follow there. Follow Casey on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm going to... I'm, she's awesome so she's gonna fit right in with everything we do i've known casey for a long time because of twitter so um very excited for that and uh where things are gonna be be heading moving forward also want to give a big shout out to uh a good twitter social media homie brooklyn vaughn she was working the the big game for the worldwide leader last night her first ever um so really cool to see you know people you know out there working the big game and she crushed it crushed it all football season long so shout out to philly vaughn her name's brooklyn but she's from philly so she's philly vaughn um she's my one friend who doesn't believe that um delco danny is a real person no jeez she she's like the, she she said there's no way there's a way there he is very much real i uh i heard delco danny is uh no, he's grieving. We're not responsibly drowning in Kenwood beers right now. Yeah, you know, and we'll. I, I'll have to. 
I will send a prayer out to him. We'll send yeah. out a prayer to him. Um, big thank you to everybody too, uh, who rocked with us all football season long. Football season is a grind for this company. Um, it starts in July and ran until February. <laughs> um, and, you know, we do draft stuff and free agency stuff. So it like gets sprinkled in, but then like from July to February, it is a marathon for us across the board. Um, you know, myself with, with high school football and the Dan Russo show to Eagles enemies to the main show, um, a whole bunch of stuff across the board. Like football is a massive time of year for us. We're working on already stuff that we're going to make football season bigger and better than ever next year. Um, well, you know, this fall, um, but man, football season is a grind. It's an emotional grind for a lot of us. Um, so I, I just can't thank everybody enough. If you, if you got on board with the show during football season, found out who we were during football season, or you've been riding with us since the beginning, you know, it, it means a lot for all the support, um, during, you know, the grind in the dog days of football season. Um, it's going to be nice. You know, once February's over for me, uh, I'll be able to finally like exhale for the yeah. first time since July. Um, so, I mean, I, I just can't thank everybody enough because like I said, it's, it's a marathon and to get to February and the way that it fucking ended sucks. It's a big punch to the gut. Um, but man, like it was a wild ride and uh, it was probably one of the most fun football seasons I've had, if oh, not wow. the most fun since we started this podcast, um, which was built on a Super Bowl victory. So we didn't even get to like cover that season uh, outside of, you know, the one episode zero would being the recap of the year. So yeah, this was like <sighs> to lose three fucking championships in four it's dude you it's yeah that's gonna be some scars that are gonna be there you're gonna look at those there's a lot of emotion and and just a lot of down badness emotional damage literally me that is like (laughs) like instead of the the monkey with the symbols in your brain it's that guy just on repeat emotional damage Damage. hitting the button hitting the button that's every time (sighs) um we have some big things planned though for the spring and and Heading into baseball season, March Madness, um, a whole bunch of, you know, PLL season is right around the corner. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, from our live tailgate series that we have, getting ready to get that off the ground floor, we're, we're rebranding our uh, Home Run Derby live stream that we've made an annual thing. And, um, Obviously, March Madness. We have Underground Madness coming up, and a uh, whole lot of stuff planned, which is is very exciting. And uh, again, you know, anniversary week was was a wild success. Thank you to everybody for just you know rocking with us and supporting us, and we hope you continue to do so moving forward. And uh, big shout out to to the homie Giovanni for putting on and, and being in the press conference and doing his thing couldn't be more proud of the little bro um but yeah what a wild ride it's been shout out to the philadelphia eagles man what a team what a journey what a ride wouldn't trade it for anything even though it sucked at the end you know the result wouldn't trade this season for anything so 
shout out to the birds it's go birds for life and uh make sure you guys are following us at underground phi twitter instagram facebook.com slash underground sports phi follow pits on twitter at pat underscore pits and at pitsy 35 on instagram uh, follow me at KBIZZL311 on Twitter and KBIZZLE11 on the gram. Subscribe to the podcast feed if you want to cheer me up. Underground Sports Philadelphia, just search it on your podcast app of choice. Leave a five-star rating and review on Spotify and Apple. It really does help the show. Helps us keep growing, and uh, you can listen to me grieving all that good stuff for the next month or so. Um, and if you really want to help me, get over my grieving subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel it's where you get full video episodes you get pits on parade you get clips shorts live streams original content oh yeah you know there's uh work there's work to be done but we're working up the semantics that i'm probably going to vegas within the next month or two yes. uh because jamil demby made the 51 man roster for the vegas vipers so That's vegas cool. trip incoming um very pumped about that it's football season really never ends now it's a 12 never thing uh year round baby so shout out to the boy jameel um but yeah vegas trip underground to vegas coming soon um subscribe to the youtube channel though youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia and uh make sure you get your merch from our awesome merch partners at phi apparel company use code underground for 10 percent off any and all orders at phi apparel.co this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 507 for Pitts, KB, forever and always. It's Go Birds. We love you guys. And uh, until next time, we are signing off. Peace. I'm looking for the